Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kind of being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Welcome aboard. Watching from Twitch is AVQ. Welcome aboard. Michael says, I just got home. Michael Rodden says, I just got home. Bridge MCP is in the house. She says, hey, PDR peeps. Paul Fleming is in the house. He says, the ATL is checking in. Atlanta is in. He says... We are really, we really need to look at this extent of Putin and Trump deteriorating our democracy. Agreed. Lee Grant is in the house. How are you doing, Brother Lee? Grant, that is. Melanie Keelan says, Ev- evening, everybody. Bridge MCP says, where is May Wood? It is his birthday. Well, we got to sing May Wood happy birthday today. Uh, Lamont Fields. Hello, everyone. How are you doing, Lamont? Great to see you here, my brother. Bridge MCP is in the house. I called you out already, Bridge. Uh, let's see what else we got. What else we got? What else we got? Eric Hayes says, Egberto, Texas has done something right. After years of effort, law enforcement groups got a big win like this week. Governor Greg Abbott signed House Bill 718 into law, which gets rid of paper. <laughs> Are you serious? Of paper plates. ABC 13 spoke to Sergeant who sits on the very task force which fought, which fought to get this done. According to him and fellow advocates, paper plates create a huge problem in the Lone Star State, especially in Harris County. Not only do they some use it to go under the radar with the co- with the commitment of crimes, but it cheats the system when it comes to legal registration. Oh, paper plate. I look. I thought you meant paper plates that you eat from. So I was trying to get, what the hell does this mean? So you're talking about the paper plates that you put on the on the cars. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, I got it, I got it. E2247 is in the house. Welcome, E2247. Paul Fleming says, in Florida, it's been over the Spanish radio networks that this information is still being spread. We have to counteract it. Uh, which information? Uh, did I miss something? Let me hear what, what you're talking about. Um, uh, Paul, please let me know. Okay, Michael Ronan says, damn, the chat is busy already. Can't even take a load off without the whole room flooded. Hey, man, we love our peeps around here. Yvette Avery Herod, or beautiful Yvette, is in the house. Good afternoon, Yvette. Uh, let's see what else we have. Paul Femme says, disinformation. The Spanish stations, what a lot of Democrats and, and uh, progressives don't understand is the level of misinformation on Spanish networks. It is a shame, and we have to mitigate it. That's why, you remember, I was telling you guys a few weeks ago, I'm gonna do a, I'm, I want to do a show in Spanish, see if I can drag a Spanish audience as well. Don't have it uh, mapped out yet, and I'm so busy. It's so difficult to get it all started, but we'll get, it, get there. We'll get there. Lee Grant says, I always enjoy Taliban baiting. The real Taliban likes to remove statues and monuments just like the progressive left. You know, uh, I am partially in sync with you there. Um, I want, a lot of times, as opposed to removing statues, etc., I want the statues there to show the evil that past governments and institutions were. And I think if you had those at the present with the right kind of decal next to it, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I like to show evil in your face so you know what you don't want to be. What, so you understand what the people that preceded you were capable of doing. I don't want to throw it away and forget history. I want history in your face. The Southern, the people who believe the enslavement of people were okay. They need to be exposed. The people who believed the genocides on the Indians were okay, was okay. They need to be exposed. But some think otherwise. And we're a democracy. You know, not everybody's going to think like I do. All right, let's see. Eric Hayes says, hoodies and paper license plates equal crime. That's not true. Again, that's a stereotype. Again, Eric Maybe, maybe you understand, you'll understand at some time that, you know, well, stick around, Eric. That's all I'm going to tell you. Stick around, brother. Michael Ronnie says, fact checking is mostly done in English. There's 
even more misinformation in non-English channels. It's not just the Spanish channels. I agree, but the only other language that I speak is Spanish. So I don't know about the Vietnamese and, uh, and Mandarin and these different channels. So you're right. Breed says, we like to remove war criminals and people against the U.S. statues and the Confederate flag should be white. They lost. Agreed. Eric A. says, Lee Grant, the preferred to have idolatry versus having a statue. So removing it is the right thing to do? I don't know. Again, like I said, I don't look. If my progressive brothers and sisters are so offended by a statue, eh, I will defer to them. But these statues don't have an impact on my life. If I go and I see a Robert E. Lee statue out, I will simply say, you evil man of slavery, this, and, and I'll carry the children and say, this is one of the evil beginners of our country. This is one of the reasons why, I mean, and I would use it as a teaching moment. And, you know, who knows, maybe build a fire around it or something and burn the legs. Or, I don't know. But anyway, uh, Paul Fleming says, I get what you're saying, but for older generation that's gone through this, it's pretty traumatic to see. I understand the history lessons behind having those there, but when you t are taking history of the books, what is the statues uh, really mean then to the people that are going around every day? Did they keep all the information up in Germany? When I killed all the Jews, no changes came. History is made for books, not the reminding. In, in, uh, look, I, like I said, Brother Fleming, that is my opinion only, but I would always defer to those who say that pains me. I will defer to them because for me, it, it's either way doesn't bother me. So I would defer on that one. That said, in Germany or in Poland, there's still Auschwitz and these different places that are memorialized for what the Germans and the Nazis did to the Jews, right? That is still standing. They didn't break it down or anything. But then again, that's a building. So I get it. No, but Paul, I, I, I understand what you're saying, brother. I really, really do. Eric A. says, Egberto, if you see a 30-year-old car with dents and a paper plate, that is a crime coming or going. Not really. At one point in my life, I had a broken down car with paper plates on it. As I didn't have a hoodie because hoodie wasn't the thing then, but I could have. I know I was just at Blinn College, just purchased a car with paper plates. And I, it was a beat up car. And I personally didn't look too good either. So, you know, I would have fit the profile. All right. Michael Ronin says, check the way religious fundamentalists remove statues compared to why progressives want to remove statues. Hatred of their religions and blasphemy versus hatred of slavery. We are the same. We're not the same. I swear conservatives are looking for the least surface similarity and don't look any deeper at its intent. I agree with you. And uh, it seems like there's a thing you want me to put on the uh, screen. I will put that on the screen, sir. And there you go. It's on the screen. It says, speech that has been outlawed to prevent your religion from losing arguments. Blasphemy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric Hay says, this idea is not a repeat history via bad things. I don't know. All right, the statue representing generals of their people shouldn't be memorialized as they went against the country because they wanted slaves. I agree with that statement. But as far as memorialized, like I said, I defer to those who are pained by it. Oh, I didn't put it on the screen. Sorry about that. You know me. I'm always putting it up, but forgetting to get the screen refreshed. There it is. There it is. There it is. All right. Uh, what else we have here? Good afternoon, everyone, says Mary Wood. Mary Wood, I heard it's your birthday, so... I don't have my guitar with me, but I'll just sing it. Happy birthday to Maywood. Happy birthday to Maywood. Happy birthday, Maywood of the PDR Posse. Happy birthday, Maywood. All right, there you go, Maywood. Thank you for being here on your birthday, which we celebrate with you, sir. All right. Continuing with the screen, uh, or rather continuing with the program, since we are out of comments, I, I actually went through the comments early, folks. 
Anybody wants to call in, give us a call at 281-623-7747. Again, that number is 281-823-7747. Uh, give us a call. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Before I go to the first video, Paul Fleming says, all of America don't want to even celebrate Black History Month, let alone the new holiday that's coming this weekend, Juneteenth. So were the memorials in America to acknowledge where slavery existed? There is none to my knowledge. You know what? I never thought about that. I never thought about that. We should, you know, we should make those memorials out of that, you know? All right. Yvette says, pretty good singing. Enjoy your day, May. May, it's your day. All right. Let's go to the first video. This is the video that I did. Or the, the, from my program at 6 this morning, uh, I want you to take a listen to this. It has to do with corporations knowing that they are ripping us all off. And I, did, I went on a rant, and I thought the rant was worth listening to again. So here we go. Top U.S. companies admit to hiking prices to pad their profits. You know, one of the things in politics, right? If you take a look at how they attack Biden or attack Obama or even attack Bush or whatever, if prices are out of control, we attack these presidents as not creating the environment conducive to, to, have, uh, to, to keep stable prices and to have as full of employment as possible. Well, under since the epidemic has been over, we have seen employment, uh, but not only employment, but the increase in wages that have been that have exceeded what the inflation rate is. So companies, they're doing so well that they are in a continuously hiring frenzy. I don't know if you've been to a restaurant lately and noticed that there are a lot of empty tables because and there's, there are lines outside waiting for people to seat people, but there are empty tables in the restaurant. And why is that again? Because they don't have enough employees. You go to stores, you, you find out there are not a lot of employees. And the idea they don't have a lot of employees because of two reasons. A lot of people are employed. We, are, we have the best employment picture in more than 50 years. And the other reason is that corporations are not paying the wages that, that make people want to come and work. So uh, people make the fiscal decisions in their lives, right? If I can make more money than staying home, that's what I do. If corporations can make more money than taking a government grant, they don't take the government grant, they go ahead and make the money. If they need the government grant to, to have a more profitable picture, that's what they do. It so happened that when people make that decision, they look at them and say, ah, oh, welfare queen or whatever. I tell you, sometimes taking welfare, and, and by the way, I've worked all my life, so I'm not saying this out of self anything, okay? Uh, but some people, based on what the market is going to pay them, meaning corporations are going to pay them, they make the calculated decision that if I have to go out to work, take a bus, uh, uh, put find daycare for my kids, X, Y, Z, it may be more advantageous for me to be on government assistance. And people say, oh, that's embarrassed. That is wrong, et cetera. Well, companies do it all the time, right? Corporations, rich people, they see, they, they look at their fiscal position. And they say, if I do X, Y, Z, I can get a tax cut here. I can get a tax stipend there. But we make that not something that people are embarrassed about. When corporations get a check written by the U.S. government, we the people, corporations never get, ex ex never get embarrassed. But when we the people, somebody says, well... If I, if that ice cream, if I go out and work for that ice cream shop for $7.25, my rent is $800 a month. I know I have people that, where the hell would you get a rent for $800? But my rent is $800 a month. I have to get the bus fare to get to that job. I have to find someone to take care of my kids, etc. By the time I'm done with that, I'm not making any money. I am just going to work because there's not a living wage being paid. But if I stay home, I can get XYZ in food stamps. I get, can get XYZ food from the food bank. I can do all these other things that, that cost me less. It's a fiscal decision that people make to do that. When we start looking at money, employment, 
and, and things. No, I'm not talking about that lazy person that just wants to sit at the corner of the street with a bottle of rum or, or so. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a family making a fiscal decision like corporations make a fiscal decision. Now, why am I bringing that up? Corporations have made a fiscal decision to, to, to constantly give price increases to share holders. The people who own stocks in companies are passive investors in a company. The workers for a company are active investors in a company. The financial papers won't say that way, but the workers of that company are active investors in that company. They invest their work, their worth, their intellect. They invest everything of their being into making that company successful. The executives of that company are the ones who work for the the shareholders who do in general, nothing for that company other than having bought a stock, a piece of paper that says when that company's uh, books ends at the end of the year, everything that they make in excess of the expenses to pay their workers, the price of their products, incidentals, it's mine in the form of a dividend or the, the cost or, or the price of the appreciation of that stock. Meaning if that stock, I bought it at $10 and it costs and, and people can buy it now for $20, that's mine, the investor. I do nothing for that work, but because I am the investor and we are a special class in this country, I will make money no matter what. Okay. Yeah, people say, well, stock drops sometimes. I know, but the average direction of the market is about 7 to 8% growth every year. That's just how they've made it. They talk about it being the market. There ain't no market, but let's play the market game. Okay? So that worker invested in that company is trying to sell their labor. But when there is a monopoly owned by a corporation, right? which is what we've always had, even in times when there's unemployment, as we'll see, uh, corporations continuously say, well, we'll pay the employee the least we can. We will buy the products from the vendor, from the farmer. You know, farmers have a tendency to be Republican. I always wonder why when the, the idea behind corporate, what corporations do is to minimize their cost, uh, minimize their costs and maximize their profits, which means when that, the, that farmer creates a bushel of corn, the idea is that corporations, the people that in general Republicans and corporate Democrats work for, what they do is they say, we are going to pay the least amount for that barrel of corn we can, shortchanging the farmers. Yet for some reason of psychological impairment, farmers have a tendency to say, we like the conservatives that they're doing good stuff for us. Okay, so now let, let's continue. So as it turns out, as it turns out, the folks who control the price that you are going to pay for something or what you are going to work for has very little to do with you and everything to do with the control the corporations have on this purported, what I call mythical market. So what is the deal? Top U.S. companies admit to hiking prices to pad their profits. An analyst released, released Tuesday show, and this is from Common Dreams. An analysis released Tuesday shows that executives at some of the top publicly traded companies in the United States aren't exactly being coy about using their price and power to hike costs for consumers and boost revenues and profits, which are then dished out to wealthy shareholders. So they see, ah, we can increase the prices and people are going to still buy, which means our shareholders make more money, which means more bonuses for our executives because they can. They can increase the price of eggs because you're going to still have to buy it. The progressive watchdog group Accountable US noted in the new report that some of the largest general consumer standard and poor 500 companies have admitted to benefiting from increased prices as their net profits increased year over year, and they rewarded shareholders with billions of dollars in handouts. Okay, let's stop from that paragraph and explain that. The 
corporate executives that figure out, let's tweak the price up a little higher. Because if we tweak the price up a little higher, there are, that means billions of dollars as the millions of Americans buy eggs. That means all that extra amount of money that the egg costs goes into the coffers of the shareholders and the executives. Remember, inflation is simply the increase in price from what it was before. Now, if the, if the raw material costs more, that price increase is justified because the shareholders in general, they'll still make a little bit of money, same amount of money. And the only increase in price is a fixed cost. That which if the eggs had cost more, then it's okay to increase the price in eggs. If the oil had cost more, then it is okay to increase the price of gasoline and, and, and petroleum products. But guess what, people? Even during the pandemic, the oil prices crashed. After the pandemic, the oil prices stabilized at a very low level, so much so that Saudi Arabia said they were taking a million barrels of oil, two million barrels of oil off the market earlier last year. And then they decided to take away another million that they just announced last week. Which tells you there's not, there should be no increase in prices in petroleum, gasoline, or anything. We're looking at a false market. The price that you're paying for gasoline is the price that the market will bear. In other words, we're going to stick it to you and you're going to buy it. And then it's going to be called inflation. And instead of us blaming the corporations who are doing the bad deed, who are ripping us off, who are taking that money and giving it to the shareholders and their own bonuses. We then say, look at what Biden has done. Look at what government has done. They play us for fools and we accept it. I'm giving you the info, my dear brothers and sisters, so that the next time you hear somebody says, look at the Biden economy, remind them that these things about the price increases have to do with what corporations are doing to us, not what government's doing to us, what corporations are doing to us willingly to make more money for their shareholders who are sitting their butts down doing something else while we work. It's the best, most, it's a most efficient form of what I call antiseptic slavery. Slavery used to be that of people who looked like me, who were out there just because of the, of the, of the melanin that I was decided to be born with that used to determine slavery. Now it turns out that the corporate state has figured out a better way. We can make us all slaves irrespective of pigmentation, but we just use pigmentation as a tool to create hate among people so that they don't realize they should be not hating each other, but hating us, the corporate state that's screwing us all. Let's remember these topics, folks. Anyhow, continuing with the report. The report quotes directly from the executives of Kimberly Clark, PepsiCo, General Mills, Tyson Food, and other major U.S. companies. What's special about those things? You've been seeing your prices at the grocery store go skyrocket and you're getting mad. The government is allowing all these prices to go up. And no, 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 no. It is Kimberly Clark who sells you know what. It is PepsiCo who sells drinks. It is General Mills who sell flour bread, all these things. It is Tyson Foods who sell chicken and all these pork, all these things. It is all these major corporations saying we are going to raise your prices, not because it costs us more. Because remember, in as much as we pay the employees a little bit more, we're still raising prices irrespective of our costs. It's not like the employment cost is a huge cost of your totality. It is not. Nelson Urdaneta, Kimberly Clark's chief financial officer, said during the company's earning call in April that pricing has continued to be the big driver behind one top line growth over the last three quarters. Notice again, he said the big driver of their prices of their of their stocks increasing in value of the shareholder value is not from doing something new. It's not from creating something new. It's not from earning but simply from telling you Americans who are listening to me, listening to me right now that we can sucker you and take your money. That is what that statement just said. I repeat, I repeat, Urdaneta said during the company's earning call, the earning calls is where the big shareholders called into a conference where every quarter 
the corporations say, all right, people who own us, people who bought shares in this corporations, let me tell you what we're doing for you now. We have increased prices and going forward, your stock, you are going to get more money from us. And how are you going to get more money? Because they got to tell you what they're doing, right? And they're saying the big driver behind our top line growth over the last three quarters was increasing prices. I didn't say that. The government didn't say that. The chief financial officer of Kimberly Clark told his shareholders that we are increasing the prices. What is increasing prices called? Inflation. You know, you don't hear this on ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, and all these things. They don't quite tell you these things. They just say, oh, increase in prices. Inflation is this. Inflation is that. But inflation doesn't occur magically. Somebody had to increase the prices for some reason. And he is telling you, I am increasing prices so that I can take away the money of middle class and poor America and give it to you. That is what that is saying. I am taking away middle class worth, poor people's worth, and giving it to, to you. Not only their money, but their worth because they have employees and those spoils, that increase in price is not going to the employees. It is going to you shareholders. We're ripping off the American shopper. We're ripping off the employees, but the executives and the shareholders are doing just fine. And we take it. You know why we take it? Most of the times, not because we're fools, not because we're gullible. It's because we just don't know. Well, I've just told you. The thing about it, though, is for this to make sense to the rest of America, you have to talk about it. You have to tell your brother, your sister, your mother, your daughter, and everybody else. That is how change is made in the world. That is how change is made in politics. Why do you think they keep us at each other's throat? Because if you are too busy hating on me, you can't sit down and understand how they're screwing you. You gotta, you gotta hate me, brother. Because if you have some reason to hate me, the, the, pe the people in, that purportedly are in power, they can do anything to you. Continuing, the company which sells consumer products such as toilet paper and diapers saw its fiscal 2022 net income increase 6.3% year over year to nearly $2 billion and rewarded shareholders with a $1.7 billion in stock buybacks and dividends. Okay, so here's the deal. They increased prices by $2 billion, right? And then they give the shareholders $1.7 billion. People, you get it? That's your money going into, when they talk about wealth transfer and redistribution, we are not a redistribution country. Go work for your money. They just told you that they took your money and gave it to somebody living on the dole. It's just that the dole this time isn't the government. The dole is, what again? You. You. They took your money and gave it to the rich folks who own the stocks in those companies. Some people are going to say, well, if you want to be a part of the deal, you can just go ahead and buy stocks. Well, you people are so stressed out that 56% of Americans, it used to be 78% of Americans were living paycheck to paycheck. Under Biden now, because of all the, the, the policies, it's now 56% of people living paycheck to paycheck. Still terrible, but that's what we have. Right. Elect another Republican. You can get back to 78 percent if you want, because you won't get the services that government is trying to mitigate with support for kids and all these other things. All right. On Tyson's earnings call in February, chief financial officer John Tyson hailed the significant pricing power of our portfolio. Pricing power means we can charge you whatever we want. And as such, we will make more money for you. That's what pricing power when they talk costs. But with a year-to-year -year 
increase of 7.6%. Here's what he says again. Significant pricing power of our portfolio with a year-over-year increase of 7.6%. Tyson stressed that the company will continue to support and grow the dividend for our shareholders. What, what is he telling you? I'm going to keep gouging them because I'm going to keep increasing the amount of money that I'm giving to you. On Tyson's earning call, that's what he said. According to the accountable U.S., Tyson saw its net income increase from $3 billion in 2021 to $3.2 billion in 2022 and rewarded shareholders with a $1.35 billion in handouts, $652 million more than the previous year, including a 948% increase in stock buybacks. That's the story. The article is uh, much longer. I'm not going to go with the article anymore, but you get the gist of what I wanted to tell you about how our system works. Don't allow them to have you blaming those who don't deserve blame for the, for the cataclysmic pricing power that we've allowed these guys to have. Let's remember to put blame where blame belongs and to elect those Elect those who can make a difference. Top U.S. companies admit to hike. Elect those who can make a difference. All right, Sheba Las Vegas. Damn it, man, preach. Bruce Pollard says decrease in budget should be across the board, including military balance by rich man tax. I agree. I don't know that we need a decrease in budget in social programs. I do know we need a decrease in budget in the military, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I'm going to handle all of your commentary at the end of the show, but I have another video that I want to play. You know, uh, people get perturbed, perturbed when we start talking about the church, in, uh, a certain faction of the church in America has become... No different than the Taliban. They don't like it. But check this report out, and then we'll take it on the other side. We've been talking for a long time, telling folks the right wing has really become the American Taliban. And many people just say, you're hyperventilating. You don't know what you're talking about. Then, of course, it happened. Again, today... The Southern Baptist Convention, the bastion of conservatism, the bastion of evangelical Christianity. They passed an edict. Two churches. And church, first of all, women cannot be pastors in churches, according to them. And the two churches, Saddleback, as well as uh, another church, Foreign Creek Baptist Church. They were expelled out of the Southern Baptist Convention. That is the union of all these Southern, all these Baptist churches around the country. But worse, the vote wasn't even close. 92% of the people voted to, uh, voted to, to expunge themselves of Fern Creek Baptist Church, which has women pastors, and 89% voted to get rid of. Those pastors, I mean, that church saddled back where there are women pastors. I want to let you listen to the piece that MSNBC did on them. Then we'll take it on the other side. At the Southern Baptist Convention, representatives just voted overwhelmingly to oust churches with female pastors. I want to bring in NBC's Aaron Gilchrist, who is following this story for us. What exactly happened here, Aaron? So a couple of things, Chris. Actually, just as you were reading that intro, I got confirmation that the same organization, the same annual meeting that's been happening in New Orleans, the membership there just voted to essentially ban women from any leadership role in the Southern Baptist Convention. Any church that is a part of the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, this is a, a, a two-part vote 
vote, if you will, that has to happen. The vote today passed an amendment changing the Constitution for this organization. There will have to be a second vote next year at the next annual convention to make it a permanent move for the church. These two churches in particular that uh, were expelled from the Southern Baptist Convention earlier today are Fern Creek Baptist Church in Louisville and Saddleback Church in Southern California. Uh, You may recognize the name Saddleback Church. It is the largest church of the Southern Baptist Convention, or one of, uh, founded by Rick Warren, the author of The Purpose Driven Life. You may be familiar with that book. 23,000 members at this church. And because there were women in roles that uh, earned them the title of pastor in some function, the the Southern Baptist Convention membership, uh, 12,000 members at this annual meeting, said that that was not something that was uh, in line with scripture and not something that was in line with the faith statement of the Southern Baptist Church. And because uh, those two two churches were not in line, they wanted to expel them from the convention as a result of uh, these women being in those leadership roles holding titles that included the word pastor. There were impassioned Uh, statements made yesterday before the vote by Rick Warren and by the pastor of Fern Creek Baptist Church trying to maintain their memberships in this organization. But today, uh, the vote that happened, there were 92% of the voters said they did not want Fern Creek Baptist to stay in the SBC. 89% said the same of Saddleback Church. And so at this point now, those two churches have been uh, removed from membership, if you will, from the Southern Baptist Baptist Church convention again again this is a slow walk to fascism the slow walk to uh a a, it's country that is based now on religion that is what they're attempting to do they want us to have a society based on some particular religion we can't have that and it starts, it starts slowly and it keeps moving down. But every step they make, the attacks on LGBTQ folks, the attack on trans folks. If you recall, they try to put it in, they try to frame it as we're trying to protect our kid. No, that's not what this religiosity is about. Because as we proved by the video we did yesterday with, uh, with uh, attorney, I think the name was Brower. I don't remember her name, but that attorney pointed out that the the vast majority of sexual crimes against kids are affected by pastors and those people who work for churches. Think about that. Think about that. Think about where we're going. Can't have that. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you read my storybook got corrupted, I had to fix it in real time. Lee Grant says, our religion these days is secular wokeism, not from the Southern Baptist Convention, sir. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, you want society to be based on idolatry religion? No. I don't really care what religion somebody wants to be. All I know, I believe in humanism, which means I care about my fellow man and woman. That's what I care about. I care about anything spiritual or whatever. If that's your gig, go for it. No problem with me. All right, let's see. Uh, uh, what is idolatry, Eric? Uh, is your Bible the, the only word of God? By the way, Eric, I'm wondering if that's what you think as well, that you are preordained to have that African religion called Christianity. Is that what it's all about? Let me know. Okay, let's continue. Religious fundamentalists from Rudnick. Religious fundamentalists, the word over, share more with each other than they care to admit. Though each would say that there is only one way. The antiquated beliefs, none of them hold a candle to modern secular morality. Of course. Crockock says most Southern Baptists believe that women should live their lives the way that women lived their lives in the times of Jesus. They also oppose anyone that is not white, heterosexual, male, or female. Well, we're, we're going to teach better. We're going to teach better. Uh, Eric Hayes says, Modelo Beer taken over number one, over Bud. But Modelo Beer tastes really, really good. You know? 
What can I say? Lee Grant says, in a free society, a church should be able to set their own standards. I don't have a problem with that. No government interference needed. I, did, I, did I mention I wanted government interference in what the Southern Baptist Convention is doing? The Southern Baptist Convention is becoming a relic, and it'll continue to become a relic as more people leave religion. I think it's a good thing. All right, let's continue here. Michael says, Eric Hayes, rising college tuition rates and forced in debt upon our young are both out of control in our nation. Most other nations have figured out the subsidizing higher education is absolutely necessary to be competitive in the world, in the modern world, but ours is putting everything on young people's shoulders. We are falling behind the rest of the world in this regard. But you know what we do, Rudnan? Figure we both want the U.S. to be number one, but in a good way. What happens here, Rudnan, is something special, right? America has found out something. America has found out how to be a welfare to the world. Uh, remember something that I say all of the times. If I pick your pocket, you had $1,000 in your pocket. I pick your pocket. I walk away with it. You are now poor. You don't have that $1,000 anymore. And then you see me walking in the street some other day. And I look at you and I say, hey, man, you look like you're having a tough time. Take $100. Society is going to say, oh, the, he gave him $100. How nice. But no, I took away $1,000. I stole $1,000 from you. That's how I feel about a lot of things in our country, right? Many Americans give their soul, their intellect, their, their, their blood, their sweat. And then we get the people who profit from that blood, sweat, tears, and intellect. The rich people, the executives, the shareholders, they benefit from that, right? They collect on that. And then they come back and they say, all right, we are philanthropic now. Let's give you 400 scholarships. Let's buy, let's go ahead and buy this land for you to build. Look, we don't need that. Just pay your fair share and let we the people determine what's best for we the people. We don't need philanthropists telling us, oh, we need to build a school there. We need to create a charter school there. We don't need that. Pay your damn fair share in taxes. And then we democratically can decide what we want to do with the monies that we all pool together. Because let me tell you something, rich folks. The monies that you make wasn't out of your own intellect. It was out of the composite intellect of all those who were part of your companies, all those who were your pur purchasing your products, all of them. They're all stakeholders. You don't deserve majority share out of that. Or you don't de deserve absolute share out of that. Majority share, I mean, a big for the junior, yeah. But there has to be a limit. Okay. What else have we got here? Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. The rich man would probably try to add that $100 to a tax write-off. <laughs> oh, Rudnan, you are so right. You are so right, my brother. You are so right. They'll look for the tax write-off. All right. Maywood says, Lee Grant, until the fetus begins thinking it is not a human being. So no, they and abortions do not kill unborn humans. Thank you. Britt says, the only thing the Bible or Jesus said was man shall not lay with another man. But it was because of the times and wastes. <laughs> All right, Bridge, uh, that is so funny. But you know what's so funny? Man should not lay with another man. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. All right, one other thing we have, Michael says, May, are they talking about abortion now? There's a topic Jesus would never have mentioned. While the Old Testament who pro-abortion for cheating wives see the trial of bitter waters. Eric Hayes says, teach financial literacy. Right, it wouldn't have the debt problems of you know. Look, Eric, you're right about it. Would be good if we taught financial liter literacy. 
But it also would be good if we had a government that protected us against evil corporations who take advantage of us not knowing, a lot of people not knowing a whole lot of stuff, right? Two-way street. It's a two-way street. All right, I gave the two major videos that I wanted to do today. So you guys keep the show going. What else do you want to, what else do you want to talk about? Naomi Klein rebukes. Here's the other story that I had in the, in the blog. All right, well, Egberto, they still have laws on the books today. Man not have sex with sheep. Now, if they had to make... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Paul Fleming says, there are several schools around the country that teach financial literacy, one being Tennessee, but most of the southern states, no way they thrive on you being stupid. Yeah, they do. No way. They do thrive on people being stupid. Absolutely true. Uh, let's see. E2247 says, how the F does anyone know the way that women lived their lives in the times of Jesus? Good grief. Don't even know how women live their lives today as if women are different, uh, undifferentiated smudge. So stupid, according to E2247. Eric says, if you are smarter, then you are then you own freaking advocate. Heck, with the freaking government giving out things because of imbalances, and that's what it's supposed to do, don't you think? I think so. You know, I tell you guys something. Doing shows, doing two shows, it's an exercise. I just thought about that. Because I just suddenly felt tired. I was like, oh, wow. You expel energy doing this stuff. All right, earn and create. Everybody that I know who works, they earn and create, or they create and earn. They create the labor for whomever they're working for. They earn it. Unfortunately, many don't get paid appropriately for it. Don't you think? I think so. I think so. But anyhow, look, folks, I'm going to shut this baby down a bit earlier today, given that I've, I got through with my videos a bit early, unless you guys have something else that you want me to talk about. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. If anything else, let's see. Egberto, stay strong. You're doing good. For goodness sake, we must bridge MCP. Women are stronger as we have had to deal with the crap from the beginning. Thank you for that super chat. The one and only Bridge MCPs. And Bridge just brought me a super chat. Anybody else want to add a super chat, please feel free to do so. Uh, and I do need to do, let's see, Michael Renzo, Egberto, if you could play the crystal ball short that I message you. Oh, let me look for that and see if I can find that. Uh, thanks for reminding me about that, Mr. Rodnan. Let's see if I can find it. And if I find it, I will play it. Let's see. Michael Rodman says he sent me something uh, with, okay, I think I found it. I think I found it. Let's go ahead and do it. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I want to make sure and get it from the beginning. Hold on a second. I want to get it from the beginning. We're going to play it, Michael. We're going to play it. We're going to play it. Here we go, here we go. Let's get it on the screen. And here we go now. Oh, that's not it. All right, let's get the sound. We're in investment. Let's of course, a stunning warning coming from the economist of a large and storied investment bank. According to Albert Edwards, corporate profiteering has become so outrageous that it could trigger the end of capitalism itself. Lee Edwards writes about how companies have used the excuse of inflation to jack up prices an astonishing amount, such that this greedflation is itself causing far larger price spikes than any other factor. Companies continue to rake in record profits. This is not how things are supposed to work. If inflation was truly being driven by underlying costs, then corporate bottom lines would be getting squeezed just as hard as everyone else. Just take a look at this chart. That top line there is profit margins. Just climb up and up and up. Listen, I don't know that greenflation is going to end capitalism, but there is no doubt 
that the abuses of unchecked capitalism have already upended our politics and those of nations around the globe. The truly radical path is the one that we've been on, a nation, a culture, a world that is run exclusively for the benefit of corporations. A stunning warning coming from The Economist of a large and storied investment bank. According to Albert Edwards, corporate profiteering has become... Thanks for bringing that to us. That is such a... That is, that is pretty much... That long thing that I did earlier today, that's pretty much what we're saying. That is pretty much what we're saying. Now, as far as bringing the end to inflation, I think inflation is unsustainable. I mean, the end to capitalism. Capitalism is unsustainable. We know that. But anyhow, uh, time for me to do my ask. I'd like to ask those of you that are listening to the show or to tell others that listen to the show to please support our program. You can support our program by going to politicsdoneright.com slash support, politicsdoneright.com slash support. And that is how you can find one of the several ways we have to support the show. That's all I am going to do today. Let's see, Egberto, what's your thoughts on Newsom being on Hannity? It's amazing how Newsom simply destroyed Hannity from all the crap that Hannity talks. Hannity didn't know how to respond to Governor Newsom. Newsom made mincemeat out of Hannity because Hannity just kept on counting crap. And you know what? You know what uh, Hannity did? He allowed Newsom to tell some truths. Most of job creation over the last 40 years were done by Democrats. Amazing, the Democratic administration. That was one thing that Hannity didn't know. And it was clear he didn't know that. So he finally came back and, and, and that Biden created in, in, in two years, more than four times the jobs that, uh, that, that uh, Trump created pre-pandemic. Pre so it was amazing how uh, Hannity was just put in his place the entire video. But, you know, what can I say? That's how, that's how it goes. Kind of, uh, kind of like Trump being on CNN made mincemeat out of them. Yeah, yeah, I uh, knew some really made mincemeat out of him. All right. California Governor Newsom uh, pierced the Fox News bubble on Monday, pushing back on Sean Hannity's claims about President Joe Biden, mocking House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and ripping Florida Governor John DeSantis over the treatment of migrants. Hannity tried to defend DeSantis, who has been shipping migrants around the country in what critics have ripped as a political stunt done to raise his profile and 2024 presidential candidate. But Newsom wasn't having it. Why do you use people as pawns? Newsom asked. What fate tradition teaches you to treat human beings like this? To belittle them, to demean them. I mean, he destroyed Hannity. I don't know, Hannity, when he got off of that stuff, he should have been, his, his, his hand should be burning. Anyway, folks, I'm going to get out of here a few minutes early. Please support the show again. Let me put that in the screen. Go ahead and support us at politicsandright.com support. My name is Egberto. Willies, this is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.